No matter what we face, we must face the moment of truth, baby. We're back, episode 74 of the Stereo Bros podcast. It's the mayor of Calitoville, the purveyor of all things pistachio and pumpkin spice and decency, PL. Who else we got here with us tonight? Greetings, ladies and gentlemen. It is your girl, Hat Shep Suit. Hi, guys. It's Jazzy. <laughs> Welcome to another great episode. You know, I was telling my lovely co-host that I discovered this new this new restaurant in my territory, and Jazzy was sounding off on me as if I was Christopher Columbus yeah. for finding a restaurant. Yeah, I'm it's a, giving neo-colonialism. That's what <laughs> I'm the first patron of this restaurant, and no. she's up in arms because I went to a new restaurant. I've actually been going to Camelo for probably three to four years. That's yeah, alternative yeah. facts because I've only found it last week. So how could you be having going there for three years if I just found it last week? I don't understand. We cannot let another it has to stop. But hold on. So if you've been going there for that long, what kind of food do they serve? It's Italian. They usually do a good flatbread pizza. The anchovy flatbread. I don't remember. Okay, name three dishes. I'm not a big Italian eater either because, like, carbs, but... um, (laughs) Carbs. Facts. (laughs) (laughs) But they are a good solid choice. They have good cocktail. Oh, they have a very nice olive oil cake, if I do remember correctly. Yes. I just had... I passed on that for the chocolate cake, but I did have a really good mezcal Negroni times Mm -hmm. three. Mm-hmm. And a really good lasagna. It was mm-hmm. vegetarian, but that cheese. This is promo. I'm just gonna remind you. I know. You I, I know. Promo. I know. <laughs> but when you come when you come to Calitoville, there's options. You know. First of all, that is not even East Flatbush. That is like Flatbush proper. I don't understand how you. And it's not. It's actually Prospect Lefford's Gardens. Listeners, this is what happens as a black man when you want to flourish. <laughs> and listen to Kevin Samuels, you will be attacked by your own co-host. Yeah, season. I'm like, that's not even Flatbush. But, you know, go ahead. Do you in your new neighborhood. Mm-hmm. That I discovered last year for the first time and built it up from scratch. Yes. We Shout out to my dope construction team. Slate remodeling. No, no, no. We don't need them getting no work till they get to me. <laughs> They'll be named later. This <laughs> <week>. <laughs> <laughs> oh man! But yeah, man, we back for another episode. Um, <laughs> right now, we're gonna jump into our first topic. Um, Jay Z and Meek Mill have put out there that they want rap to be protected, or rap lyrics to be protected speech, such that rappers are not held criminally liable for the things they spit in these lyrics. 
excuse me, and I wanted to get the Stereo Bros thoughts on this because I feel like as a rapper, you can talk about so many things besides criminality. So why should your lyrics be a safe haven, especially for a Jay-Z that made a living off of talking about criminality? So well, what do you think? So this is not like a new movement. There's this guy, Tim Wise. He's uh, like a, I don't know, a commentator on legalities. And I know for at least, if I left legal aid in 2015, so at least six or seven years, this has been like a thing, right? Um, about using um, artist lyrics to, um, to basically incriminate them and to use it as evidence against them in uh, criminal cases. Now, I don't know how much of a problem this was before drill music, um, mostly because I feel like, you know, we talk about rappers inflating lifestyles, um, making things bigger than what they seem, talking about things that they don't have. Um, but it seems like now the trend is to talk about the people you killed and the actual crimes that you've done outside of, you know, some poetic license. You're actually talking things. So I, I guess I'm torn because I remember years ago being so behind the movement, like, yes, you know, they need the poetic license that, you know, other artists have, heavy metal artists and all these other people that are able to express themselves freely and not be held to a certain standard. But I mean, if you're going to talk about killing and smoking on Pookie, then I don't I don't see why you it shouldn't be used against you like because you're using it as a way to get not only street credit but you know credit in the industry as a gangster and it's not for po poetry and for the art of it it's for clout and and just bringing negativity to the world so yeah go to jail I don't care and they're talking about in some cases people that they haven't even personally killed and in doing so put themselves in a line of fire to get hurt and or arrested. So I agree with you wholeheartedly. Yeah. I'm on, I'm on, I'm on that bandwagon too. I think that like the biggest difference is that if you want it to be protected and it has to be, then that, it means it has to be kind of like an art form. These niggas aren't even using it's not even art. They're just talking on these records about the things that they're doing, you know, because I feel like when you think about like Biggie Smalls and who shot you and all these, that's there's an art of storytelling that's happening there where, you know, there's no names, but there's some things that could be assumed, right? Like um, same thing with like uh, Many Men and, and, and 50 Cent. Like there's no one saying things, but they're saying and I think that if, mm -hmm. if it were that, then I'm okay with it being protected. But if you're just talking about so-and-so got to die together, then you got to go to jail. <laughs> I know that song. Yeah, like, what are you talking about? Yeah, no, I mean, I agree. I think that, <coughs> excuse me, I think that we need more plumbers and carpenters and less rappers, right? I think too mm -hmm. many times these kids are taking this rap stuff as the easy way out. And I think that there's this misnomer that 
it's all entertainment, but they got guns and videos and at the risk of sounding like an old out of touch black man, I feel like there's a certain amount of responsibility we have to our community as a platform to not be with the with the corny shit, especially when we got nieces, nephews, I got kids. I don't like, I'm not jacking the negativity. I'd rather people focus on the positivity because you can make pop music, lusty R&B, <laughs> reggae, compa, so it's mad other music you can make as opposed to this drill music, which is like y'all said about committing crimes and about, you know, death and violence and despair. And then this whole concept of smoking on your your enemies or your ops and that kind of stuff. I'm just like, at some point, if the elder statesmen in the community aren't going to say anything to these guys, then we should. Because unfortunately, a lot of the elder statesmen are actually piggybacking with these guys and giving them a platform. On the one hand, the platform is raising their profiles to hopefully get them out the, out the hood. But at the same time, if I'm like a prominent rapper, I'm not going to give a young up-and-coming rapper a platform to diss his enemy. Mm-hmm. I would say, yo, if you're in a song with me, then keep it light. Don't like, don't do all that smoking on your ops type mm-hmm. stuff on, 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 on my track. You know what I'm saying? And I think that Unfortunately, a lot of our elder statesmen would rather be the bro than the big homie, right? They'd rather be the 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 featuring than the person to tell them, like, yo, chill out with all that. Like, here's the play to get the money. Yeah. Yeah, it's it's giving lazy and it's giving it's giving clout chasey and and it's also giving very dangerous. You know, there's so many young rappers who aren't even making it to 21, 22 because of this type of music. And I, you know, it doesn't, it doesn't pass me that like, like, you know, this is the stuff that our parents were saying and their parents were saying about the newer generation. But like, I don't know that they've ever seen this level of violence, but you know, maybe for them at their time. It's getting worse every, every year. Yeah, it's, it's crazy. They say that, but we grew up in the nineties and the two thousands was, is it really different now? Is it just more, um, more prominent because of social media. Well, I think, yeah, it's more prominent because of social media. And in addition to that, I think there was also some um, things that were kind of embedded in that street culture that are not as available these days. Because some people's OGs are online. You know what I'm saying? Like Some people's big homies are online and it shows because there's no like, there's no, there's no credo you know, behind what they're doing. We're seeing a lot of pointless, um, pointless violence, a lot of aimless, you know, bullets. Like, you know what I mean? People are just out here acting like there's no code of ethics. And I think that's that's probably the one of the biggest, um, biggest things because I feel like at any era prior to us, an older person can get on the street and niggas would respect that. Women and children would be on the street, people would respect that. And I don't know that that's the case. Um, so much. Hey, Ms. Whoa, 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 whoa. Hey, Miss Johnson. How you doing, Miss Johnson? Yo, yo, y'all right. chill. Exactly. Hey, Ms. Johnson. Exactly. Thyrone. What y'all out here doing? Thyrone and Barshawn? No, Miss Johnson. Who is... My name is Killer Trell. No, no, no. Your name is Bartrell 
Williamson. Oh, no. I know your mama. Know where he gets it. He's got to stop. Your mama, your auntie. Walk, walk me home real quick, and here's a quarter for your trouble. That's gone. Now instead, it's like, oh my gosh, 911, I want to report these guys. I'm not racist, but they're African American, and they're on the corner, and they're playing music really loudly, and I'm so scared. That's, that's <laughs> but ultimately, I think the dick is, I mean, look at what it did. Look at what it did to Pop. Pop Smoke is, let that be the, let that be the story. That man was on the scene for nine months. Officially, hmm. nine hmm. months, not even a calendar year. And I mean, he was here for a fiscal year, maybe. <laughs> he just was not here. He wasn't here a calendar year because of the, viol- the level of violence in the music. And I just think it's irresponsible, you know, for us to try to protect that form. You know, I'm not saying that storytelling shouldn't be protected, but I think that like overt acts of violence with names and locations and dates and tools used and accessories and shit like, like you know that shit that we need to look into that the sad part yeah the sad part is in theory is like the law won't allow for those types of distinctions unfortunately at all, I, at mean, all. I went to law school with those guys <laughs> that are like law order justice go <laughs> right as the jazzy, right? Like, so if, if, it does, if it does go into effect, it's really it's gonna it's gonna hurt everybody, even the people that just be lying and not even talking about anything. I I feel like it's it's really gonna be used. I think I wish I had uh, looked up this article before, but I think there was a case. I think it was like down south where um, they use somebody's album against them. And it turns out all the stuff he was talking about was fake. Um, but they were able to get an indictment against him. Um, but yeah, I don't know. I don't have the answers. It's fucked up. But I don't know what's going to stop these people from telling on themselves. And just, and not, it's not even about telling on themselves, but why, why so much violence? Like, why is all this violence encouraged? Like, um, you know, I hate to say this because that's my girl. Mm-hmm. But Shensea's new song with the Meg the Stallion. Come on, it's giving WAP part two. It's giving WAP part two. It's giving crass. It's giving. I know what's this? It's giving stuff that y'all women be using as I'm wild. I'm wild confused as to when it's okay. giving became part of the vernacular. Like it's, it's giving, giving. What does that mean? It means like this is what it is. Like the order is up, and this is what's on the table. You know, this is what we're receiving. That's what it's giving me. You're talking way over my head, and I'm sure all of my. Man, that's a good. That's a good. It's what we're receiving. What I'm getting from it. Got mm-hmm. it. Got it. Because all receiving. of my Kalitoites is just like, bro. What is she talking about? Yeah, but it's nasty and like. Wait, wait. The song's know, nasty. Wait, Shinsia well, and. Not only Nasty. It's not really good. Wait, but, like, like, raunchy, nasty, or like, yeah, raunchy, nasty, but like, not even like, you know, I love. Wait, a what's it called? And they keep talking about the same thing, but Put it's just not. In it. Put yeah, or what was the other one I was listening to? 
I can't eat if I don't have a fork or I don't get a fork. A fork. Yeah. <laughs> right. Yeah. So like literally the same content, but just in like a not so brash, like it's gross. Like I was yeah. very much grossed out. Like yeah. wow. you looking at the video. <laughs> <laughs> I wish I could see your face. <laughs> I found the lyric video. I'm thick in your face where I want to sit. The nigga better hope he's still breathing after this. Oh my gosh. <laughs> a single me would sign up like, wait, what? Where? It literally is, it literally, the, from the video clips that I saw, it literally is WAP part two. The song, and WAP wasn't that great of a song. I think we, I think we all admitted that, that it was cool, but it wasn't yeah, like it blowing was nobody good. out the water. But it was bare, bare lust vibes, bare lust. Right. And like I shouldn't say is actually talented. I I'm like waiting for her to pop. I'm waiting for her to get that. And like, tie me up. That's been your song. Um, but <laughs> I don't like it. And I mean, I just it's just what I see is like this gradual slope. It's like, where does it go? And I know we're gonna talk about other things later, but it's like, where else is there to go from here? It's like whoa, 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 hold on, hold on. In the vein of Kevin Samuels. You okay. were singing a different tune a season ago. Was I? Was you were just like, was, let I them be, like PL. Yeah, 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 yeah. But no, it's getting out of hand. And like, what I'm seeing is like, all right, we're killing each other. we shooting each other. they telling us to kill and shoot each other. Then, okay, they, we're not, there are no love songs. Literally, None. I went to go and make like, a love playlist. I feel like I've been in a season where, I, you know, if I want to manifest, I need to surround myself with, with the love. I couldn't find anything past 2005. I, I got mad love songs for you, but you'll be covering no, my playlist. Don't. No, you don't. I no, do got mad love songs. No, you Listen, don't. Back numb does not count. Like, right. I got, <laughs> I got mad lust tunes. I got love. What are they saying? I got, listen, first of all, Raheem Devon then dropped mad music. Seven Streeter. Um, I got like 50 song deep playlist that's all pure lust that I be playing. No, no, while no, I'm no, working. no, I don't think you understood me. I'm saying no I don't want to talk about going to a jump off or something. No, 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 it's sorry. Lust is not a bad thing. I, I, I got is. like songs too. It I got is. like songs, I got no, lust no, songs no, no, and no, love no, songs. It is like. No, 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 let me finish. Because I'm exactly sorry. that's what I'm saying is a, 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 the closest thing you get to a love song is like, I really fuck with you and I want to see you come through. Like that is the lyrics. Those are the things that are being said. And I'm dead ass because I really was searching for new music to put mm-hmm. on this list, this, this, this playlist for myself. And mm-hmm. that is all that is out there. It does not go. There's no committed songs. There's no songs talking about. There's not. I'm listening to Luther. I'm like, God damn. Ain't nobody talking about no love like this. What's it going to be? What's it going to be? Where, 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 where? Nobody. <laughs> it, it really made me Rip, Rip Luther. Rip Luther. Rip Fat Luther. Eskin Luther. <laughs> Both. Both All of them. All of them. That's so, hilarious. Yeah. Like, really, <laughs> it, it really is saddening me because, okay, we killing ourselves. 
We shooting everybody. And then we're not getting together. We're not, you know, you baby mama number four or whatever Summer Walker said, you know, like there's no encouragement in the music to build a family, to build a community, to build everything. And, and this is what this industry pushes and tells us is mainstream. Lick me like, like, like it's, it's fucking crazy. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I mean, not a, I a lot of, a lot of, um, like a workaround. Except to if you're eating, you need to stop because anchor is going to kick <laughs> Our asses, if you're eating on the pod, please. I don't want Anchor. I do not want to incur Anchor's wrath. Shout out to the Zetas. Because first of all, after the last episode, I got men in my DMs like, yo, bro, you bugging. What you mean you know skinny Zetas that, that don't fight over stakes? I had more Alphas and Sigmas in my DMs talking about Zeta slanted and Zetas. So I'm trying to tread lightly this episode. I want no problems. Please. Do, do not eat on the on the recording because I do not want anchors wrath in terms of what the fuck y'all doing eating on the goddamn podcast and damn damn all right sheesh all right so anyway <laughs> um uh, I think that the for me what what like a workaround around that is like um is listening to other genres like there are literally just other types of music that don't even have lyrics. You know what I mean? You can listen to Afro House. You can listen to, you know, um, um, Neo Soul. Like, What's wrong, Jazzy? I was distracted by you facing a <laughs> bottle of champagne <laughs> to your head. It's Friday. <laughs> it's Friday. Why not? Not even the Moet. What are we celebrating? I don't understand. Life. Life. <laughs> So speaking of life, Jazzy, sorry to hash up to, I'm sorry to interrupt you. Life Jennings has a ton of love songs. A ton of them. Yeah, I can see what your definition of a love song is. Give he me said, I can't be with nobody else but you, baby. I can't. Oh, he got mad he baby mamas and on child support running from the law. I don't know if it I don't matter it. what their life is like, it's what the lyrics are. But I, listen, I got three playlists of 50 plus RB songs with Raheem Devon. I would, like, I would like you to share them. Let's share. You should you should share your list. We should bring Janae Iko got above and beyond. Like, I'll be playing that stuff. And I'll be feeling like I'm ready for kid number three, four, five, six. Uh-huh. But anyway, we interrupted. Hashtag I'm sorry. Pardon me. As the mayor of Calitoville, sometimes I get beside myself with the interruptage. So pardon me. I apologize. Uh, I think I made the point, though. Right? I think I made it. I just wanted to make sure that you had your time to make sure your point was hammered home. <sighs> so I wanted to make sure. Yeah, I mean, I think I, I, think, I, I, think I did it. Yeah. No, but, you know, in all seriousness, I do agree that lyric wise, <laughs> earlier I was working and I played one song by a drill rapper that was actually an R&B. Like it was like a. I miss my girl song, but I left on like autoplay and it turned into like mad, like ratchet, like I'm going to kill my option. And I'm just like, what the fuck is this? And I'm just like, that's too descriptive. Because we all know cops that are from the hood that are making 
their careers off of social media because all they do is just sit and listen, sit on Facebook and watch, right? And I feel like I Listen can't feel them. sorry. They're working smarter, not harder. Right. I can't feel sorry for somebody getting locked up for committing a crime because a lot of these kids that are right now committing crimes, especially when it comes to like Brooklyn gang beef, if you're not from Brownsville and you jacking a Brownsville beef that predates you, to me, that's weird. That's just my personal take, right? But you got songs where guys are dissing dead people that they didn't kill. That's weird to me. Like, so I'd rather people be incentivized to go get trades, go to TCI, <laughs> go to DeVry, go to Baruch. Like, there's more to life than, than trying to be a fucking drill rapper. So I'm not behind this, like, make lyrics not admissible in court type shit. No, don't talk about criminal shit. Stop going on platforms talking about who you shot, like, instead, like, talk about, like, cool shit, like, I think I love her, and I want to, I want to marry her, and fuck all the, like, you spinning blocks, and you got, like, big guns, this is New York, like, you get caught with a gun, unregistered, you're getting three and a half, maybe two and a half in the program, like, let's not kid ourselves here, <laughs> respectfully. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the kids are going to do whatever sells because that's what leads to quick money, you know. It's unfortunate, but... Shit is... I mean, what's going to do? Shit is nasty work. Um, yeah. But if you don't want to absorb any of that, you could just listen to some other genres. Though. They have well, if you've seen Don't Look Up, that's a great soundtrack to that movie. Oh, I have not heard the soundtrack to that. Great soundtrack. Hmm. Boney Ver has a great song called Second Nature that's on that soundtrack. Mm. Um, speaking of Second Nature, um, Abbott Elementary is a great show by a former IG, YouTube, Instagram, social media star. Can't remember her name, but she it's was famous for, for being on that. Quinta. Thank you. Quinta, she was on a date. I don't know if it was real or not, but she was like, do we order like a large pocket? She's like, a large? Oh, you got money. Right. So now she has a show, Abbott Elementary, and it's funny as hell. Shout out to her. Please go watch it. It pokes fun, but at the same time talks about the the, the disparities of trying to be a teacher in the, in the inner city, and she nails it. She got the dude from... Everybody hates Chris on there. She got Cheryl Lee Ralph. Um, yeah, yeah, and so, even the other Italian teacher, I don't know her name, her the actress's name, yeah. but I remember her from many... Yeah, it's a, it's a really, really, really good show. And I'm happy that so many Black creatives, let alone Black women, are doing things that not only are they funny, but they are social commentary on the state of our schools. You know, I, I got kids and I, <laughs> that sounds mad cliche, black men with kids. I'm married though, respectfully. But, um, <laughs> let them know. But, you know, to see this woman in the school teaching and don't, <laughs> she don't got supplies. She doesn't have like, <laughs> my favorite character is the principal. 
Yo, she's so fucking annoying. She got funding and went and bought a sign for herself. <laughs> she's my fave. She's it's, hilarious. It's giving me fiscal mismanagement. It's giving me... Yes! <laughs> that was good. That was good. That was good. Okay. But the, everybody hates Chris, dude. He's on there. And I'm just like, I'm, I feel his pain because I'm like, he should have been splashed. The sorry, wait, can't say that. Uh, he should be dating <laughs> the teacher, but not yet. You know, it's it's only like episode five. He's but, in a relationship with a underground uh, rapper. Uh but <laughs> it's a really good show. But I think the social commentary about it is important because. It's funny, my conversations a lot of times with my friends are about education and access to education in schools. And we're just like, yo, we got to get our kid into the best possible fucking school. And I'm like, in a place where we all make a decent living, it shouldn't be this fucking hard to get our kids into a good school. And then you realize that you got to really be maniacal about getting your kid into the best possible school because you don't have a choice. You can't be polite. You can't be um, conservative about it. You, almost diabolical about about getting your kid into a good school. And the amount of taxes we pay, it shouldn't be that case in New York. So that show is like a reminder of why it's important to do so. But it's also a great fucking show. It's funny as hell. Very well written. Shout out to set in a office like um I guess direction mm, like dry humor yeah well dry yes. humor like how the way the cameras and they paint yes them oh and, got it okay to them kind of like a doc it's a documentary style mm. it's giving me 30 rock it's giving me parks and rec it's giving me office vibes like yeah. thank you jazzy jazzy your humor is like mine in that way like yeah Parks and Rec was funny as hell, as was 30 Rock. I used to love that shit. And I used to watch that shit, bust out laughing. And Lavelle was like, what's so funny? I'm like, but he just said that. And she's like, oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> so this show, we actually watch it together. It's a great show. Fellas, watch Abbott Elementary with your lady. Guaranteed, if you pop a bottle of Prosecco or Cava, you might just get like a tongue kiss in the mouth after watching that show and then you can see where it goes. So you're welcome. Abbott Elementary. Great show to watch. Excellent. Can we get a say word? It's Say Word time. Say Word is where we pay homage to uh, vintage Brooklyn vernacular. And so today's word, drum roll, please. Wow. 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 No drill. No drill. But today's word is bugging. Ladies and gentlemen, say it together with me. Bugging. 
Beautiful. Bugging. Here we go. Bugging is a verb. And it means to freak out, being in a state of intense anger, panic, or other emotional distress. Would anybody in the Stereo Bros camp not named <laughs> like use this word in I'll I'll go today. Let's try. Oh yeah. Here we go. Last week. I went to the store to look for a winter coat and I found one that looked better than all the rest for $500. And I was like, Oh, y'all bugging, bugging. <laughs> there we go. I'm going to be paying that much for a winter coat. I love it. I love it. That was great. And by the way, $500 is not a lot for winter coat because the price they charge for men coats is ridiculous 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 yeah i also um, don't don't take moet uh to the face on a random <laughs> friday night so i'm just gonna assume we have yo listen it's jazzy i was coat shopping because i realized my james a patrick p coat was not cutting it in seven degree weather <laughs> and a monkler <laughs> was fucking a month's rent and I had to say, nah, I'm not going to do that. And I tried to find a Canada goose and it was just like the same fucking price. <laughs> so I had to get creative. <laughs> Men's coats are different, right? Like, like, so. Do as y'all, a, do y'all need extra cushions? Do y'all need extra I don't know, but listen, men's clothes is more expensive. I don't, and I don't know why, like it costs more to be a decently dressed fella, but my James St. Patrick Peacoat, had me freezing my balls off way too many times <laughs> after Rogers Garden, so I had to upgrade. Yeah, and the thing about those Montclairs and Canada gooses is that them things used to be, them things were never, I mean, they've been out for a minute. Right. It blows my mind. I'm like, them things have been out for like, oh, like a long time. And now because there's, you know, maybe it's because we have a lot of high profile musical artists that are from Canada that like they're popularizing it maybe i don't know if that's the cause of the uptick but whatever i don't know but like the funny thing about it was that i think the monthly i looked at was like 1800 and i'm just like no you gonna be warm though you gonna be warm but no and and the goose was like 13 11 and i'm just like yeah i'm like "Eh, that's intense that's intense but uh, bugging, ladies and gentlemen, that was your word brought to you by the Stereo Bros. Wow, your friends. Okay, that's you your go. next, <laughs> your next socially distanced um, link. Thanks. Speaking <laughs> of bugging, Ron DeSantis, the cornball that mm-hmm. won Florida governor over Andrew Gillum, who got caught with the man on man action, which and, is, uh, and meth didn't he get caught with meth too? <laughs> he got caught with meth, <laughs> meth and man. Meth and man. <laughs> yeah, let's not forget that. <laughs> <laughs> um, they're trying to push through a law that basically makes it criminal, not criminal, excuse me, illegal to make whites feel bad about <laughs> racial inequities that were perpetuated by their ancestors. And I think it's already gotten through Florida Senate and it's making its way through and 
my thought when hearing that was just like, in the age of information, it's harder to hide stuff. But as a a semi-woke, mid-30s black man that used to love the library, I realized I didn't find out a lot of stuff until I got into my 20s and 30s. Imagine what I could have accomplished had I known more in my tweens and teens. So if they're going to try to now make it a crime to teach about inequities or things in history that had a profound impact on the culture, I think it's only going to further serve to make sure that Black Black Floridians are not tethered to their culture and can't be empowered by it. Because if most Black folk, brown folk knew that their grand aunt, grand uncle was a Tuskegee Airman or a farmer in IT, which the Tainos called it that because it was high mountain. You know, I saw that on the gram. Okay, um, shout out to that. <laughs> right, right. But I'm saying if, if we knew our history, we'd have way more pride. Every other mm-hmm. culture has all of this pride because they know their history. They can trace back generations. Mm-hmm. We thought that our generation started in Big Mama House and Van Dyke in 47. When no, before that, she came from South Carolina, Mississippi, or wherever else. So I think that it's a very dangerous proposition to say that you're going to criminalize teaching critical race theory. And that would be something more to protest as opposed to criminalizing lyrics. A better protest would be criminalizing critical race theory. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yo, you know, when I heard about this, the first one of the first things I thought about was when I was in Key West and that woman called me an N-word right to my face. And, you know, it doesn't surprise me because my reaction, the, the reaction I got from the cops was very much like, what? I shouldn't, I mean, he was like, I shouldn't have to pay for what people did 200, 300 years ago. I wasn't there. What's his words to me? You know what I mean? And so it doesn't, it kind of doesn't surprise me that there's just this kind of like deer in headlights. Well, I shouldn't have to pay for that kind of attitude when it comes to the folks down there, you know? Um, And that's not, of course, a blanket statement for everyone, every Floridian. However, you know, being that that's my firsthand experience, this just kind of seems like, I mean, if if that, if it sounds ridiculous to us, but it somehow floated through the first half of, you said it floated through the Senate or it floated through the House? I feel like it's like halfway there. Yeah. I'm like, if it's, if it's making actual movement, right. You know, like then, then, <laughs> then I don't know, like, cause on, on one end, um, not even on one end, how I feel about a lot of our system these days is that I just don't feel like we need to start, we need to keep reinvesting, um, emotional energy into some of this behavior because it's egregiously ridiculous. Like, you know what I'm saying? It's like, it's like you, the purpose of this is to protect the feelings of white people. And literally exactly. all we've been doing for the last two years is complaining about white privilege and how it's killing people. So the fact that like, this is still, I mean, even white women have new nicknames. Karen came out of 2020. You know what I'm saying? A bunch of other things have come out of this fight against, you know, the deadly, the often deadly repercussions of white privilege. And here we are. Here we are trying to have laws to um, make sure that we 
protect their feelings. It's a joke at this point. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's been a joke, but it's a super joke. At <laughs> like, it's a super joke. You know, and I don't want to. I don't want to give any extra energy to it, but it's just it, like it's it's ridiculous, guys. It's ridiculous. You know. Yeah, I just I, I I think it's a slippery slope into what they start to you know encompass as critical race theory as you know they've started banning all these different books that have nothing to do with the subject but mm-hmm. are just written by black people mm-hmm. and you know it's 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 sad that well it's not sad it's you know sometimes I sit back and I think about all the horrible things going on all at one time mm-hmm. in this world and it is very overwhelming it's mm-hmm. like we can't have voter rights we can't have books that tell the truth like not even embellish and empower us just tell what actually happened factually right like, right you know it's all a concerted effort to make sure that we don't survive let alone thrive like literally they want to kill us (laughs) literally what happened to the idea of having a black national party what happened to that wasn't that a discussion at some point that has to be like when is it going to be you know what I mean like it's one thing to to and I think that's gonna always be the crux of this of this situation. It's like, how much of a beating do you guys want to keep taking? You know, you can kick and scream about a system that has never supported you and will never support you. Or you can create a new one. And that, that takes hard work. That takes a certain level of dedication. It takes a certain level of sacrifice too. But I mean, like, I mean, honestly, like how long are we going to let niggas play in our face like this? Like, like, keep it a stack. Like, it's it's all at at some point you deserve this shit. <laughs> I, I think people are going to still let it happen as long as they can stay in the latest drip and yes. consume the latest liquor that's popularized by rich rappers or seemingly rich rappers. Keep, or keep comfortable jobs. It ain't just the people who don't got no, you know, who ain't. I agree. There's people out here who are shucking and jiving and keeping these things going. I agree wholeheartedly. You know, it's unfortunate, and all, and I think the only way to to serve, to make sure that our children still get the education that they need, like the truth, is to do it in our households. You know, parents need to go the extra mile of making sure that their kids know, you know, their history. And the I think the most, and you know, I don't have children, but I think the 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 easiest way to do this is to teach them about their own lineage. You know what I mean? Where the hell do you come from? Where is Aunt Grandma Virginia from? You know, where did her people come from? And start tracing it that way because, you know, these folks are not interested in you reconnecting to to your roots at all. Because if you did, then you would you would live life from a different place. You know what I'm saying? And they're not trying to have that. Not in any level. I agree wholeheartedly. Jazzy, what say you? Stereo bros, um, you know, everybody's obsessed with the metaverse. And even though that's just the name that Facebook is using, because it's just virtual reality. 
Um, but kudos to them because they know how to co-op shit. Um, I am concerned or rather curious about what we think the effects of these virtual reality metaverse, you know, Oculus spaces will have on dating, particularly what led me here are the uh, clips of people engaging in what looks to be sexual acts with the air as they are using their virtual reality sets and looking at porn. And I, I mean, before seeing all this, I already thought we were, you know, fucked because, you know, people just don't want to be together. Um, But I just see a real downward spiral with the introduction of these things. I mean, first it was the rose and now it's the Oculus. I mean, who's going to really want to get together after all this? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You're just going to have a whole bunch of people who are like, like, you know, ch- challenged in a way in connecting um, in person. I mean, some of the virtual stroking we've seen in some of these clips have been horrendous. Let's, let's, let's start there. Uh, <laughs> let's start there. But um, I, yeah, I too worry about what it's going to do for people's ability to connect, you know, naturally and organically with other folks in the real world. Right. Um, I don't know if we can be like, oh, someone's going to have, you know, uh, someone, we already know what porn, what ingesting porn, you know, regularly, I guess, looks like without the virtual reality and the, and the impacts of that. Right. And so I'm, I'm, I'm a bit curious, like you would say, uh, as to what's going to happen when you add virtual reality to that, like, like if people weren't coming out their house already so that they could get an extra 15 minutes to look at porn, what, what is going to become of these people who are becoming addicted in the virtual world? Like, you know, that that's very just that's kind of just scary to think about, you know, and how will they how will they relate to people in the real world? You know what I'm saying? Like, um, I just I just feel like it's kind of it's nuts. And um, regardless of whether or not you support the metaverse and, you know, human activity in that type of space, I think it's important that we have a um, balance, you know, come up for air. <laughs> please come up for air, you know, um, and try to try to see if you can make those goals happen in the real world, too, so that we're not uh, running around kind of like zombies, digital zombies in a way. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> the whole sex bot and sex AR shit and all that, I feel like there's a point where you can kind of say this is what a person does versus who they are. But I think the point where you interact with a whole virtual object or like you start to include props and you smashing like virtual box and doing those types of shit like that, it makes me feel like why would you ever want to substitute the real thing for (laughs) virtual bot like maybe i'm missing something right but you know well maybe you can't get the real thing there's 
Right. That's what I was going to say. We are outnumbered four to one. We're outnumbered four. We are outnumbered four to one by women. If you can't get the real thing. No, there are men who aren't seeing nothing. Okay. There are people who are not seeing nothing. Involuntary celibacy. Right. Like. There's a group of those people. A lot of them are in the manosphere, but you didn't, you didn't hear that from me. <laughs> I don't know. I feel like it's 2022 now. You can go out there and get some box relatively easily. Like, I can't fathom that you got to turn to, like, uh, a lady robot box to, like, get off. Like, maybe I'm being naive, but I don't know. Yeah, I just I just believe that, you know, there's a population of people who aren't having sex and and even if they that's what they want to do, maybe they are not considered uh, desirable by mainstream standards or maybe they're socially awkward in some sense. That's why they got dating apps. Yeah, but I mean, you gotta like, actually talk to people and niggas be weird and yeah, find it. <laughs> You know, so dress size. <laughs> that for the men that are not getting any. That right, one? right. Dress size, weight, weird ass I, you know, I was just looking up the statistics, and Pornhub is like seventeenth on like any visited site. Right, this is without virtual reality. People are obsessed with sex and viewing it. My I mean, problem. I, well, well, I go on ESPN. Some people go on Pornhub. It's okay. Is it? I mean, <laughs> it serves a purpose, right? I'm not saying that all porn is bad, but there's a, a very high portion of videos there that are degrading to women, are, you know, rape, promoting rape culture. Mm-hmm. Yep moralizing women and all it does is perpetuate just bad feelings against women in this society so of course that's going to translate over to the metaverse when the time comes i think i read an article that was saying that um guys are emotionally and verbally abusing their metaverse girlfriends like that is not funny (laughs) <laughs> I'm sorry, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Wait, wait, <laughs> Jazzy, please. What is a metaverse girlfriend? Because I'm wild confused like, right now. You have your you have your virtual girl, and they be telling them like, fuck you, bitch, you didn't do such and such. And then the girls go, We're sorry, you know, how can we make it up to you? Or whatever. Like it's a thing. This shit is weird as fuck, yo. I'm I'm not for me. I'm confused as hell because I understand dating apps as a as a means to like meet people, and I'm okay with that. I know folks that got married off of dating apps, mm-hmm. but this metaverse, like clown cakes feeling power to talk spicy to like droids. <laughs> And like their metaverse girlfriend, like shut up, bitch. Where's the coleslaw? Like, what? Like that shit is wild. <laughs> that shit is wild, weird to me. Like, I don't know. Maybe because I 
I don't know. I just, I, I like, I want to understand, but the, it's the same thing. It's the same energy that these dudes. What what show is getting roasted right now? Every time, every time they invite somebody else up there. Um, oh, that podcast! They, that yeah. podcast. So they had like the chick that trapped the NBA player up there, and I'm not even a fan of her. But how she composed herself was so. Yeah, but how yeah. she held her own was so gangster. Yeah, she was just like okay. You hate me, but why? And she burned them. And I feel like, yeah. fellas, PSA, if you a whole man, you're not going to spend time hating on a woman. That's just weird energy. That's weirdo, nut, cornball energy to be hating on a woman. Like, you can say that a Britney Renner type of person is fair for what she did. But if she's on your platform, you got to stand on it. And I think that those, like, those guys, I've seen that, like, I've seen clips where they tried to, like, shit on women on some, get off my show and shut your mouth. And I think to talk crazy to a woman, for a lot of guys, honestly, is easy. It's easy to talk crazy to most women. But not, I won't say most women, some women. It's easy to talk crazy to some women. Right, because some is like at least one. Most is more than half. I feel like it's easy to talk crazy to some women, but any woman, any woman with a backbone is is, is going to be like, "Who are you talking to?" And I feel like for these guys that have a platform to try to to put down a black woman is trash. So if you got a brown co-host and you a black man, how can you let your co-host? Try to shit on a black woman for likes and for views. Even if you don't agree with that black woman's life, how can you let somebody from outside the culture shit on her in front of you? So I was happy that Brittany Renner, again, I'm not a fan of her her actions, but I salute her for standing her, her ground and saying, who are you talking to? Mm-hmm. And I think sometimes people get these platforms and feel like they can get crazy. Like us, we do this because we like to do it, but we don't need this shit. If tomorrow mm-hmm. we pack this shit up, we, we we'd be okay, mm-hmm. <laughs> right? Respectfully. Yeah, well, I I think it was already suspected that these people were probably not treated well by black. Not okay. I take that back. Not not treated well. Not the object of affection of many black women. Yeah, and it probably built up a resentment. I think it was easy to see before, but like. The they, more and more they talk, the it's like very clear that like they just don't have it. Mm-hmm. It's I'm telling you guys, it's a it's fetish. A fetish. <laughs> it's a fetish. Some of these niggas just love to try to break women that they perceive power in, and black women are very powerful women. So even even when they don't understand the length, the the the. the the heights of their own power, the magnitude of their own power. People can perceive that. You know what I mean? Everyone is getting their chops from a Black woman. It doesn't matter what the community is. Anytime somebody wants to get spicy, anytime they want to put somebody in their place, anytime they want to big themselves up, everything, every part of language, yes, girl, yes, hair, yes, that's all Black women. You know Mm -hmm. what I'm saying? So like some people, some men in particular, they really do enjoy 
it's almost like this weird kind of breaking like this, like they like to break the spirit of a black woman. It gives them some kind of um, some kind of fulfillment. And I think it's very weird, pervy behavior. And I make it my business to call it out. So when dudes act strange and, and for whatever reason they want to drag a woman, it's like, listen, if that's for if that's activity that gets your rocks off in the bedroom, say that. And make sure that you have this woman's consent before you try to drag her into this this drama that you got going on. But like to be out here just spewing hatred on women is tacky. It's just the tacky. It, it doesn't make for good content. It doesn't make you more appealing. It's fucking tacky. And like, knock it off. If it's a sexual fetish, say that shit and get some fucking enthusiastic consent before you pull somebody into that nonsense. And if it's not, and it's just your low self-esteem, keep it to your fucking self. It's giving me... <laughs> it, it's giving like lady hate vibes. It's giving. Yeah. It's giving. Do you like me? Check yes or no. She check no. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. No. Like I think it's it's fucking spooky to have people. Again, I don't I don't agree with. And my thing, if you don't agree with her lifestyle, why have her on your platform? Because you want to try to shit on her. You want to try to mm-hmm. break her. Like it was like buck breaking. Like mm, exactly. And. Like he said something to the effect of, I warned guys about women like you. And she was like, Well, what does that mean? Because you're like, exactly. you're, and the thing is, pardon me, that platform isn't even like, it's not good content. Like, mm-hmm. like, you're not good. Like, you're not saying nothing <laughs> prolific. Like, mm-hmm. you're not putting out anything that's like, Oh, wow, they said some prolific shit. It's just like, yeah. No, like, you need to have a platform. When you're on my platform and I say don't talk, that means don't talk. Right. Who are you talking to? Relax. Like, like, you, you gotta, <laughs> like, relax. like, and I think that's the problem with our coaches. We like we allow these bozos in that don't have no kind of home training. Like I was talking to my aunt earlier, my aunt, and she a whole gangster. And she was just like, nephew, the problem is that people nowadays don't know how to how to mind their mouth. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, yo, that's true. Because at a certain point in life, you had to be able to, you had to watch your mouth. And watching your mouth was power, not weakness. Because the toughest of the tough, like all the gangsters that I know is extra polite. They're not going to talk loud to you. They're not going to yell and scream. They're not going to be on some like, suck my dick and they're not gonna do all that like rambunctious shit. They 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 calm, they cool, they collected. So all of this extra ratchet shit, especially towards women, like it like as a man, it, if you aggressive towards other men, all right, whatever. That means you with whatever, right? But if you aggressive towards a woman, to me that's not like a badge of honor, right? Like yelling at women and getting loud with women, shut up bitch and all that. That's not Mm-hmm. That's not gangster. That's like that's weak. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Because because most nine out of the ten, I've seen men say "shut up, bitch" to a woman, and she go get a man, and he's like, "Oh, not," nah. and, and now he want to try to explain. Yeah. Nah, bro, keep that same fucking energy, bro. Yeah, keep the yeah. same energy. Yeah, yeah, it's weird. And then and then I also want to highlight that clown that that his co-host who is a whole black man the chocolatiest of black men who sat there and allowed the nonsense 
to continue happening. And when we say protect black women, that's what the fuck we talking about. You know what I mean? Like you sit there and watch this man degrade and, and, you know, disrespect all kinds of women and you just co-signing. And I get it. That might be your boy. You might have history with him or whatever the case may be, but you're a whole clown, like allowing this kind of behavior to be pervasive. I'm to the point where you're disrespecting several different women that come up to that show. Why are you even inviting them? You know what I'm saying? If you don't do night writers or whatever it is that they, 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 whatever term they use to refer to black women, you know, then why the fuck are they on your show? Do you know what I'm saying? Like, and, and, and you, you sitting there and allowing that to happen without interjecting or any of that stuff is a cosign. Exactly. If you stand silent in the face of bullshit, that means you jacking it. Yep, you co-signing a clown. <laughs> We're on to you. We're on to you guys. We're on to you guys. No rest for y'all. Mm-hmm. We have had enough. I guess I've had enough. Pack them, pack them, them clown cakes up. Right. New music. My choice is from a friend of the pod, Berlin. It's called fentanyl. Not in the sense of like, you know, overdosing, but in the sense of like, it's a good song. Here's that. Mm. Uh, my song. Well, my song actually is um, a playlist, guys. And I think mm-hmm. you can find this playlist on any platform that you're on. Um, it is called I'm a Piano Playlist, uh, spelled A-M-A-P-I-A-N-O uh, Playlist. And that is what you can expect to hear is a lot of like Afro house, electric, you know, um, very vibesy music. So if you want something in the background for you to clean you know, something in the background for you to kick it with your peoples that isn't lyric heavy, but lots of like really great beats. Um, you should could tune into that. There we go. Um, so in the vein of us not having a lot of love music these days. Sincere and make the stallion lick. So my new old music is so amazing by Luther Vandross. Oh, yeah. Oh, pack her up. You know what? Because <laughs> clearly Jazzy does not have a song. And instead of letting her get away with that bullshit, I'm going to suggest another song. Let me go into my playlist. No, no. the people need to listen to my song. They need some love in their lives. Mm-hmm. Okay. Rip, rip Luthor. But you know what? I'm gonna let it rock because this is not about. Thank you. It's not about what I want. It's about what the people them want. Um, the people them. So check those songs out on wherever you find music. People ask me why don't I play it here? It's because. And <laughs> <laughs> the words of you bozos on the gram, we don't own the rights to this music. <laughs> That's not actually protecting anybody. It's not. So FYI, playing the song and saying I don't own the rights to the music ain't stopping shit. Yeah. And a copyright infringement is per infringement. You're welcome. That's free legal advice. <laughs> Stop doing that shit. That don't mean nothing. <laughs> um, my parting words for this week is uh I had a good talk for two hours with like OG ladies in my family. And I realized, like, 
a lot of you niggas is corny and I got to stay out of the way because <laughs> my motto is I can't get into a squabble with nobody that's not worth as much to their family as I am to mine. A lot of you niggas is a fish fry or a GoFundMe away from being a burden to your family. So I don't want oh no problems God. with none of you niggas. You niggas is weird as shit. Oh my goodness. <laughs> you niggas is different. Like, he said respectfully, a GoFundMe though. and a fish fry, Jazzy. This is how he's ending this episode. <laughs> respectfully, and I don't have no problem with GoFundMes because those are important things. Yeah. But when y'all see me on the street with my Patagonia on and my, my duck boots and my L.L. Bean, leave me alone. I don't want to promise with none of y'all. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Because my family love me and your family hates y'all because you're the, the burden that been, you know, in that of trouble your whole life. Just keep being that. Keep me, like, keep my name out your mouth and let me go about my business respectfully. All love. Yeah. Needed to know who are PNL's ops because y'all, yeah, like, who are y'all? Who are these haters? Oh my god, I don't have no listen. I'm from Brooklyn, I don't have ops. Ops is, ops is a Chicago word, I don't have ops, but from time to time, I do be having weird interactions and I address it immediately. But Instagram is my, my journal, <laughs> so. I journal on Instagram. So sometimes my I, thoughts... I appreciate the content. I'm just messing with you. I know. It's all good. And... But I, I'm true. Like, listen, I, I want no problems with none of y'all because my family needs me and yours don't need you. So just leave me alone, please. <laughs> please. He said, so just leave me alone, please. Um. So my parting words for this week, I have... Uh, I'll actually be teaching yoga in Brooklyn on Sunday, what? January 30th. Mm-hmm. Wait, I'll be wait. teaching. You're teaching. What? Teaching. Got it. Okay, sorry. Yeah, I'll be teaching. Um, it is part of a winter wellness program that uh another uh, melanated sister therapist in the world, Ebony, um, Ebony Mind Ebony's Mindful Moves, she's hosting it. So it's gonna be like group meditation for an hour and then yoga for like another 45 minutes. And then that's the, that's the fullness of it. Um, she and I will be talking about it a little bit more on the gram on Monday evening, um, just in advance of that. But outside of that, I think, um, not even outside of that, connected to that, uh, part of our talk is about the importance of staying well in the winter. Um, I want to encourage everyone to stay encouraged, um, the winter can bring out a lot of like, you know, seasonal affect disorder is a real thing and seasonal affect disorder layered in the lingering pandemic layered in, you know, whatever economic things are going on layered in whatever else um, can be, can feel like a lot. It can be very overwhelming. And so um, I guess my words are to just, you know, take care of yourself and to show yourself some grace um, if you aren't able to produce as much um, and to, you know, check in with the people, you know, around you to make sure that they are faring well as well. Those are my words. Love manifested. Those are my parting words. I love it. I love it. Check us out. Make sure you follow us on the gram. The Twitter over and out. No matter where we face, we must face a moment of truth, baby.